What's up, what's up, you guys? It's Dr. D with the Boom Factor family. Wow. That's all I can say, and I'm sure you guys who kept up with me this weekend are saying the same thing. Wow. What started off I thought was good ended up very, very, very bad. Um... And first, I want to um, I'm not going to say apologize, but forgive me for the anger tone. However, we are allowed to be angry and sin not. And so, my thoughts that was coming through my head, you guys. (laughs) Thank God. I did not still allow the enemy to get me to that point. As you all have been following me all this year, the enemy really been trying to get me to that anger point of fighting. And when I fight, I fight with destruction. You know what I'm saying? It's like... Like my daughter was talking to me, it's like, you don't want to be around me when I turn green. <laughs> David Banner, you know what I'm saying? The Incredible Hulk. And I believe that's the warrior spirit that's in me that I go after the enemy in the spirit. However, in the natural, I have a warrior spirit. I'm a little bitty old one, but for some some apparent reason, um, God has given me an inner strength, a protection, I guess. I don't know how to explain it, but I do know this point. I know this much. If I don't get it in control, that in the at the end of the day, it would destroy me. Y'all see what I'm saying? So, instead of allowing the devil to destroy me, if it's not going to build me up, if it's not going to multiply me, what's my motto? I get out the way, right? So, that's even for other individuals and even with family members. And as you guys heard, through all the midst of everything, (laughs) My my mother, who I'm always trying to make sure I'm honoring her, told me to get my A out of her house. Wow. Because I express how you made me feel when I'm trying to I prepare the table real nice for you in the hospital so you can eat. And you refused to eat because you wasn't with your family. Well, I thought I was your family, and your daughter that's in the house in the next room just came out of surgery as your family. So what are you saying? But I know she wasn't referring to her. She was referring to me. And um, I think way back when I first started this feed, I shared in some of my testimonies how in the past, me and my mother didn't never had a good relationship, and I really thought our relationship was changing. But 
for some apparent reason, the enemy triggered something. I found out later what triggered it, but at the same token, it triggered that familiar behavior in her towards me. And man, the whole, once we had got to my sister's house that night, it's like she changed from Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde. It's like everything that I did, she was nitpicking me and nitpicking me. Why you got all those coats? Why your head tied up? Why you dancing with those children? You ain't a child no more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Hold up, hold up. Where's all this coming from? I'm enjoying my nieces. My nieces want to do Michael Jackson's parents. I'm going to dance with them because me and my children do it, right? It was like she was nitpicking me and nitpicking me. So it had got to the point, you guys, that I was quiet. Yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. Trying to respect, right? Man, that papa's, that papa event did it. When we was driving through those neighborhoods, Lord have mercy, this woman picked up everything that was negative. Couldn't say nothing positive about nothing. We got back to that hospital. I don't know, whatever it was. I know one thing I did say to her. I said, Ma, can you crack the window down? You got see, I'm still, I might have to go to the doctor because my mother smokes, all right? Out of respect, I thought she would at least respect the point that, wait a minute, I know my, I want my daughter to ride with me, but I'm not going to be able to smoke while she's in the car. I didn't mind if she pulled over at the rest stop and take your smoke. But she smoked. It looked like she smoked every... She had three packs of cigarettes, you guys. Refused to roll the window down. I said, Ma, can you please roll the window down? I'm choking over here. So I'm I'm have to inhale all of the smoke. As you hear, my voice, my chest is real, is burning. I barely can speak. Right? And that did it. Okay, so I ain't say nothing about that. I just try to hold my breath. And if I roll down my window, the smoke coming straight by me. Mom, roll up your windows on your side. Okay, so now you see the weather change. It's cold up there in Dallas. If I ask you to roll the window down, okay, can we put on the heat? Why don't I? I'm not gonna be having the having the heat running, and then you, you know, you gotta go to the doctor. Something wrong with you? Oh, something wrong with me? Cause I'm cold. Y'all just don't know. Oh my God! So I'm just sitting there all shivering. I'm shivering in this car. <laughs> I'm shivering. All right. I still didn't say nothing, y'all. So we get out. She got towels to protect her seat. Okay, I understand that because I do that too. But I have seat covers. I don't have towels because towels. When somebody get in the car, the towel's gonna move. Somebody get out the car, the towel's gonna fall. So I get out the car. Oh, you dropped my towel. You, now I got to fix all my stuff on my seat. I said, Ma, I could pick up the towels and fix that for you. And what's all this stuff you got in the back? Now I got to rearrange. I, I said, Ma, I don't have nothing in the back. I just put my jacket back there because I switched jackets, you guys. 
because the one that I had, I broke my zipper. The zipper popped. So the leather jacket has the wool in it. So I took the white one off and put my leather jacket on. So that was behind the seat on the second row. So she made a big fuss about that. So I goes in the back. I think I shared that on one of the fees. I unpublished the argument and stuff. But I'm going to put it back up. But for her protection, because I know her situation, she got those children. You don't know who's listening, right? So, you know, in the midst of everything, I know this is a live blog. This is my daily diary, okay? This is another side of my life that I talked about that y'all heard, okay, even to the point where, you know, we was, like, back and forth to the point, you know what? I'm trying to get out your house, but you don't want to pay for my ticket, and you said you was going to pay for my ticket if I would have came up here and rode with you. You see what I'm saying? But she wouldn't. So I went on and paid for my ticket. When I paid for my ticket, I thought you didn't have money. Well, I didn't have money to do what you wanted me to do. My money, I have budget to pay my rent, to take care of my insurance, take care of my business stuff. You know what I'm saying? I have my money allocated for stuff. And really, truth be told, if you would have let me do, if I would have done what I wanted to do, okay, I could have easily cut, caught the mega bus for $7 from here to Dallas ahead of time because I already knew I was going up to Dallas. But in two weeks' time, you, quote, unquote, tells me and my sister that you want to go. You can make it now because you made arrangements for my nephew and the children to go to school. With your husband. Not it was a big thing. My husband missing work. This is his busiest weekend. This he a veteran and yada yada yada. And it's the first of the month. You know, so now she calling back and forth home, fussing with the children, fussing I mean y'all, if you only knew. That little stuff that y'all heard, that just was the eggs being put in the bowl with the flour. We didn't even have all all the ingredients. The cake wasn't even made yet. You see what I'm saying? And that little proportion, just like it did, it did a, it did a number on me, you guys. It really did, and I was like, whoa, okay, I see you, devil. Why is this coming up again, Lord? You see what I'm saying? Three times. It's the third time. First on my job, then with my ministry partner, now with a family member. Hey, let's think about it. So I, I pinpointed some key things that I know, and my daughter shares some stuff for me to release. You know. I have to release her now, okay? I, I I can't put her priority anymore. I'm not able to put other people priority anymore. And so I have to release these people. I forgive them already. I forgive her. I understand her age. I understand all that. That's why I was there to help. That's why I didn't mind going all the way around the states to get to a destination where I can just go straight up. 
And even to the point where she was cutting up at the hospital with me. I could have left. Matter of fact, I was going to leave. I was going to leave her. But right there, you make you find a way to get back to Alexander because I'm going home. It just was going to cost me $17 to catch that mega bus from Dallas to Houston. But because I didn't want to do that, I didn't want to do that. I said, no, I said, God, I really don't know what to do here. Because I already know the way she was driving up there, you know. Now she talking about, where's the way her insurance is? So I couldn't have nobody to, to drive the car. Okay, so, all right, so now you say this? Well, you should have had your husband to come with you then, not me. You should have went on and checked those children out and went and drove on up to Dallas yourself with your family since you say you miss your family so much. Talking about I misunderstood what she was saying. No, I did not misunderstood understood what you were saying because I know how you was acting using that kill Danielle Bill mode. So everything that was coming out your mouth was against me. For what? I don't know, you guys. But I did come to the conclusion of three things that she have to deal with that I'm going to pray for her so she can allow God to deal with. And while that is happening, I'm dealing with what God has me to deal with. And I'm going to deal with these, with this anger, this, this anger mechanism to the point where I want to destroy and I don't mean try to destroy in a spiteful ways. I mean fighting mode to I want to hurt you. I want to do damage to you physically. I want to beat you down so bad that you won't even be recognized. That's not good, y'all. You know, I want to beat you down so bad that I know that I'll have assault charges on me, maybe even attempted murder. And get me locked up. And you see what I'm saying? You see how how that is? So the enemy is still coming at me. Want to get me out the way. So because I know he's trying to get me out the way for something. That means my blessing is so magnificent. That it's like we can't get let her get to that point. We have to do something. To get her in trouble. So we can lock her away. Sorry, devil, you lost again. You lost again. And you you still you still teaching me and I love it. So that's why I'm I'm I'm, I'm really adamant about certain stuff, you guys. I try, I mean, and you really have to know my upbringing. You know, God, that's why when she see I'm around certain people, she get nervous or whatever. Because, like, my brother, Big Ike, my bestie, my childhood friends that know of me and knew how we grew up and how things was towards me. You know, like, if I said, oh, y'all still friends? Interesting. Yeah, we still friends. 
And the only reason why she's saying that because they know how she treated me. And I'm not going to go into too much of that. I have to really be sensitive with that because she had my my nieces and nephews. Certain things if I bring out, really bring out, because she won't try to bring up, you know, (laughs) she won't try to bring up my past. And I say, hold up, lady, you don't want to go there. You don't want to go there. You don't want to go there with my ex-husband. You don't want to go there. Because the truth be told, my ex-husband, my children's daddy, helped her. And she moved. She lived with us three times while I was married to that man. We was a young couple. So I'm getting back and forth with my husband because of you. And then that's how we started getting into it. And then all kind of stuff started happening. You know what I'm saying? It's just certain things, you guys, that people be quick to throw stuff at you, but they're not looking at the bigger picture. How people sacrifice their life and their happiness to try to be a blessing to you. But yet, they quick to throw stuff at you and not really analyzing the whole perspective. And that's what I do, and I try my best to be cautious with that. I I just don't understand. I think I was talking about that last week. Why would you try to, why would you even provoke a person about their past and their present and know that they have a brighter future ahead of them? Why would you do that? But in the same token, when it comes up, then we deal with it, of course. I'm going to deal with all those issues. Oh, but one thing she did say that I know I am dealing with. And I say, thank you. I'm so glad that you said that. And I say, yeah, you being recorded. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know your lifestyle. You get caught up into these ministries, giving these ministries all your time, helping people, helping them, and what? At the end of the day, they don't want to have nothing to do with you, just wasting your time. You know, I don't understand that. Well, you know what? She did. That is the truth on that one. But I do have clarity on that one, too. Trust me, the Lord showing me. He teaching me about people in these ministries and how I know I've been a blessing to, and then how they just forget about me and, and act like I never existed after they didn't did what they had to do and my service is no longer needed, you know, and act like I'm non-existence. She did tell the truth on that one. And I, I am dealing with that. I have dealt with that. And I've come to the conclusion that I'm allowing God build me up where I'm not going to be a buffoon for ministries no more, for churches, for business, for anything. It's going to be business. I know I'm learning how to separate it. I'm not going to be holding on, trying to be be partners and relationships. And you know what? It's, it has to be a covenant relationship now. A covenant relationship is a relationship that God brings together, if it's business, ministry, or friendship. Because you're going to network. You're going to be there for each other no matter what they are priority and they have shown you you are priority to them period and if it's not going to be like that up front and you maintain that same consistency 
I'm just not going to do it anymore. So that's one thing she did hit the nail on. She did hit the nail on that one. And in the part, if anybody heard it, it, the part when she was talking about my children. Well, no, you do not talk to my children and not about me because with that said also, you treated my children like there was nothing because of me. And the only reason why my children trying to reach out to her now because they see I'm striving to make the relationship better. But after this weekend, it was like, oh, no, well, we had did this big surprise thing for her this year. You know, we was, you know, we trying to, you know what I'm saying? We're just trying. We're just trying to do the best because tomorrow is not promised to you guys. It's not promised to us. And, you know, yeah, that did. It really did something to me. But, you know, I'm going to come out with a champ. I will have Monday night throwdown. We will um, we will have that tonight, Facebook Live. I'm not going to stop what I'm doing, you guys. You know, it's just God just helping me to start touching on things and say you can't put your energy here. I need your energy over here. Don't, you know, just certain things he's saying. I'm I'm rearranging you. And like my daughter was telling me, Ma, he's getting you ready for the new year. And he don't want you to bring all this stuff into the new year, not where he's taking you. And then he don't want the devil to set you up. <laughs> she said, yeah, Ma. She said, who I can hear in your voice? She said, you know, you got to let some stuff go. Because somebody might say the wrong thing, and you'll snap, and that might be your multi-billion-dollar customer. I say, yeah, you're right. I got to deal with it. So, yeah, that's what Dr. D is, y'all. I told y'all, y'all can't hear the good, the bad, and the ugly. I'm not going to perpetrate for y'all. I'm not going to perpetrate. This is real-life action. This is a believer living in this world. Got to deal with all type of issues. That's what the boom factor is all about. Hey. And it have to be something that triggers something because we've been nominated in three categories. And I know whoever put me in that category, in those categories, they had to listen to the broadcast. And through all my broadcasts, I am exposing me. I'm talking about the good, the bad, and the ugly. I'm not hiding nothing. You see what I'm saying? I'm not ashamed. For it's unto the gospel. I'm not ashamed of the gospel. For it's the power unto salvation. This is saving me. The power of God, his love, is saving me. And I'm definitely going to have to go and buy me a heater just to warm my body down. And you guys, oh my goodness, it felt so good when we finally made it back to her house Saturday night. Because even though she didn't want to drive in the dark, y'all, the time that she left, 
she could have waited till yesterday morning and left my sister out. My sister came out like a champ, y'all. Thank you for praying for her. Oh, my God. She came out as a champ. So she was able to, she checked out. She was home by 5. We was on the highway. All right. So my mom, she complained about driving a dog. It wound up getting dog driving. Hey, she didn't want nobody to drive a car. So she was there driving. Then when she get at the house, she going to make a comment. Yeah, I drove 307 by myself, you know. So y'all, you wasn't by yourself, lady. I was with you, but you chose to drive. Okay. You ask a question or whatever. I try to, if I answer something, you make a big fuss about me answering a question. So I'm not going to fuss with you. But it's like she just had to, she just had to get that argument. So you went there, let's go there. Okay, so here we go. You want to, you want to do this? Let's do it. You want to do this? I ask, when you going to buy my ticket, I'm ready to go home. You came home early. Why I can't go home early? I wanted to spend some time. No, you don't want to spend no time with me. No, you want to fuss at me, and I'm not going to do that. I have things I have to do, too. Well, I had to do things, too. That's why I came home. Okay, there it is. You came home so you can get things done. Why I can't go home so I can get things done? That's very selfish and controlling. You can't control my life like this. So now you're going to hold me hostage? That's how I feel. You're holding me hostage because you don't want to buy my ticket. You said you was going to buy my ticket. All right, no problem. I'll buy my own ticket. Now, y'all, she gets mad. Well, I thought you said you didn't have any money. I didn't have any money to do what you wanted me to do. But the money that I got to use, I got to pay my, this is coming out of my rent money. I never told you I didn't have no money. I didn't have no money to do what you asked me to do. See? So that stirred up most up. All this time. You, you, you know, but you had me to buy it. Yeah, because it was last minute. All right? And for the price of the ticket for me to come to Alexander on a Greyhound bus for nine hours, really, it was nine to 11 hours because the bus was. I had a two-hour layover in Lafayette. Then the bus was an hour and 30 minutes late. So really three hours. So, yeah, because I didn't get to, when they picked me up from from the bus terminal in Alexandria, they got me, it was about, about 11.30. You see, about 12. Because when we got to the house, it was about, it was 10 minutes to 12. Y'all see what I'm saying? And she kept calling and calling. I think it was that Monday. I said, well, Ma, the ticket is $31. I don't get paid till Thursday. And I'm looking at Thursday. Thursday, that ticket going to be $60-something. So, yeah, you have to pay for that ticket. But she was fussing about $31, the ticket that you paid for. Yeah, you made me pay for a ticket. I mean, you didn't have the money. I didn't. Now, that Monday, I didn't have no money to pay for the ticket to come by you. That was no lie, I didn't. I didn't get paid to Thursday. So, y'all, y'all just, man, the little privileged stuff that I have to deal with y'all is just crazy.
Gotta make some coffee. Um, making some coffee to try to warm my insides out. And I'm gonna have to go and get this uh, inhaler. So what's gonna happen? Um, the inhaler that I have. You know, I gotta let the I gotta let my doctor know because that's one thing they told me. I have to stay away from like I have to stay away from smoke, alcohol. I don't drink alcohol. It's just certain things when you are a cancer survivor, certain things you have to still maintain you guys because you just trigger those cells again, right? She know this. So you purposely sitting there, you trying to kill me. <laughs> you know. You trying to kill me. You know I can't inhale smoke. You know I can't be around smoke. But you you just tailgating one cigarette, one cigarette after another and refuse to then when you bring we roll it, I actually roll the window down. No, don't roll my window down because it's coming straight over here. Bad enough the the, the truck is full up with smoke. Roll down the, the two windows on the side. So all the smoke can come out on your side. I'm still smelling it, you guys, but it's not so consumed, you know. It it it, it won't consume the the vehicle. Everything on me smelled like smoke. And that's why I kept my head tied. She was fussing about that. Got your head tied and everything. Yeah. I, I didn't even try to explain it, y'all. But really, I tied my head up because I didn't want that smoke spell in my braids, in my hair. Then it helped me keep me warm in my ears. So you roll down the windows, okay, put on here. Well, I'm not putting on the heat, the heat, and I got the window down. You need to make up your mind. You, you want the heat on or the window? I say, you know what? I forgot. This your call. Go ahead and do you, lady. Do you. So this is, I'm enduring this, riding from Alexandria. Okay, y'all heard a little bit on the, on the, when, it was, when I was sharing about the story. The, the 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 greyhound from hell, you know, I had introduced her. Remember, I introduced her, you know. So we was talking, and then she was talking. Um, I was sharing something, and she just started talking and everything. And I said, oh, well, I need to let you, uh, I need to record this. That That's some interesting new, some, some little information, you know, I just was sharing with you guys, right? You know, and y'all heard heard on thing. I said, is this going to be a, a trip to Plano from hell? Can you roll a window down? Because she was choking me. She was smoking in. You see? And so I had my jacket on. She was messing with my jacket. Well, you're not putting the heat on, so I'm cold. Then the hospital was cold. The lady, she was so nice, one of the, the nurses. She had bought me one of them warm blankets. She was so sweet. You know? So she brought me a warm blanket, so that kind of helped me because I was in the waiting room because everybody couldn't be in the room. You know, it was on a GI track. It was on a GI track um, floor, so on the daytime, only two people can be in the room. And at night, only one person can be in the room. You know, so the whole plan was she was supposed to get a hotel and we was supposed to alternate for night. I stay in the hotel, she sit with Nikki, and then I'll come and sit with Nikki, and she go in the hotel. Well, oh, no. 
That's all you need. Husband came with the mama. That was something else. Oh, she just went ballistic. I was like, oh, my God, what is going on with this lady? Oh, man, I'm telling you, y'all just don't. Y'all just don't know. I mean, I know now when I sit back and analyze, I sit back and, and analyze the, the situation. Oh, that's why she was acting like this. That's why she was acting like that. Oh, my God. Are you serious, Lord? My mama too old for that. What? That's how it is with folks. When they don't have, when they don't deal with certain things. Mama deal with my issues, trust me. Because one thing like my daughter was saying. Mom, <laughs> at the end of the day... When it's time for our last breath, that's for anybody and everybody. You got to deal with that inner man. You got to deal with those evil deeds that you have done to other people. You can sweep it underneath the cover all your life. Unless you that hateful and that mean. I done seen that too. People are so mean and hateful. Guess what? They don't mind entering into hell and they literally see it. Because they refuse to repent or ask for forgiveness or say sorry to the people that they have brought home to. And I have seen where people have repented and asked people to forgive them and asked for people to come and see them because they had to make it right. They had to express their penance to cross over. So, you guys out there, I'm just warning you. You got to deal with some issues, deal with them. Don't let that stuff pile up, you guys. Because when you get older, it's going to come out. And see, she's at that age now. She's about to cross over to 71. God promised us 120. That means you're living a good life at 120. You're blessed if you cross over to 80. But he said he didn't cut down the lifespan to 70, 3 score and 10. So once you get to 70, okay, you done made your promised age that God said that he's going to allow man to stay on earth now. If you make it to full score, that means the blessing of the Lord is upon you. If you have made it to the original 120, man, you got the favor over you. And living it where you still have activity on your limbs, you're not sick daily. You know, you know some people just die sick die horribly. Um, I've seen people cripple and, and just like I don't know. When people like that, that mean okay, something happened. I want to live a joyous life. I say, Lord, I got 17 years to make it to where she at. I don't want to be 70 years old grumpy like that. I'm going to keep my joyous childhood faith. I'm going to keep it. So when I become that age, hey, I want to be like a kid. I want to be so happy and so joyful and playful. And that's how I am now. I'm like, I'm a kid. I'm a big kid. So 
I am about to, you guys, I'm going to check out my place. So, I got my cleaning supplies. I'm going to get my keys. I just called a young lady. She's going to meet me over there. All right. So, remember, that's the answer to a declaration that I was going to have a keys to my house. Remember? Now, it's not my house yet, but at least I'll be stable enough to start getting myself together to get out this office. Because remember, I was displaced from the hurricane, right? And uh, I'm walking by faith and not by sight, trusting in the Lord with all my might, dealing with oppositions of life and with people, places, and things like everybody else as a believer, but I'm overcoming it. And God, with his omnipotent power, manifesting his love and his goodness towards me. And that's what the boom factor is all about. That's what I'm all about. And that's what I want to show you guys and pray that my life could demonstrate to your life that in the midst of everything that you're going through, the adversity, the hurt and the pain, the discomfort that other people may bring to you, the dishonor, the disrespect, <laughs> no matter what you try to do, you still are overcomer. God still loves you and have favor towards you. And he's going to demonstrate himself on your behalf. That's what Boom Factor is all about. That's my life. This is my personal live journal, a journey, a diary, whatever how you want to put it, on how I'm living my life every day. Have no hindered gender. We will have Mother Night Throwdown tonight. All right? So get ready for that. Prayerfully, everything will go right with the technology. Um, I am putting those fees back up. I took them down. I took them down. Um, and it's for protection. All right? It's for protection. However, um, those that have already heard it, you know where I stand. Like I said, um, I try to apologize to Ricky and and her. Um, try to embrace me, lots of me get out of there because, wow, that lady really wanted to. She went. She got a flashback. Only part I want to say about that, like I shared, I was when I when I. When I was growing up in my lifetime, I came through a lot of abuse, you guys. And it was from her hands. Um, tonight on Monday Night Throwdown, I'm just going to share topics that I could talk about. Topics that I endured from three years old all the way up to, I could say, 52 years old. Well, I could say the 53. <laughs> Because of this experience that I just went through this weekend. Um, but the more traumatic, painful issues was like from three years old that I can remember. All the way up to maybe like 45. 45 years old. Um, and I'm going to share that tonight. Okay? So, with that said, let me get on out of here and go and get my keys to my place. And uh, I'll see y'all. I'll see you guys tonight. Monday Night Throwdown. Facebook Live. Facebook.com slash 
redeemed a boom factor. Uh, I'm going to see which one I can get it plugged up in. Uh, I'll probably do the feed from um, the boom factor. Well, it's going to be redeemed because I have a bigger audience there. And I tag the boom factor to it. Normally, that's what it is. But you can see that like that. Okay, peoples? God bless you all. Don't forget to go vote. Vote, 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 vote. Don't forget to go vote for me, you guys. Rhythm of Gospel. The Rhythm of Gospel Awards. Um, I guess every day I got to put that on the description so you know what numbers to pick. Uh, 62, 63, and 64. Boom Factor Show. Danielle Irvin. Then it's 18, 32, and 39 for Dr. Ben Richardson. Um... I have some other parties that's in our voting ticket that's for we voting for each other, right? So preferably they are doing that. Um just look on the feed on Boom Factor. Um the description. And um I will get back with you guys tonight. Okay, much love. God bless you guys. I appreciate the support and the prayers. Um I apologize, but yet that's life. I apologize if it shock y'all and say, oh my gosh, Dr. Dina arguing with her mother, you know. But it happens, see. It happens. I told you I'm not going to perpetrate. I'm not going to sit here and make it seem like my family is all this in a bag of chips. Hey, it is what it was. All right? Um, I still got to go in. I got to go in to my doctor's office and get this uh inhaler and um what else I gotta do she probably gonna give me this antibiotic what it does the antibiotic will flush out the toxins from the smoke you know I just gotta let them know what else you know um so it'll flush out the 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 nicotine you know, because um, I really consume too much of it. It's like I literally was smoking myself because of the the vehicle, you know, the smoke. Um, so I'm going to be all right. All is well. Um, I love you guys. I thank God that you love me. Uh, I thank God that those that are sticking with me, that you're encouraging me. And um, I appreciate that, and I appreciate you, okay? And I didn't. Yeah, I just was so thrown off. I was not able to even, I didn't check no emails or anything. What I did start doing, I, the systems was back up for my tests, and we have those new modules. I just started trying to focus on that to get my mind off of all the other stuff, and she couldn't even stand me doing that. It's like this and that. I'm like, wow. I'm like, no, we're not doing this. Nope. I'm not a teenager. I'm not a little girl anymore. We're not doing this. <laughs> so, let me go. I'm going to holler at you guys later, okay? Peace. Much love.